TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. It was a second half for the ages. Last night at Viejas Arena, a half score, almost too hard to believe. You had to do a double take. The Aztecs 41, Colorado State 11, and the Aztecs pick off a a huge victory last night. We're going to get into all of that. Jaden Ledea is scheduled to join the show. We welcome you to it. Gwen and Chris on a Wednesday afternoon. Chrisello broadcasting from Reno, Nevada today. Tony Gwynn Jr. and... Matt Scraby in the Odyssey Palace Studios in San Diego. Uh, but guys, we're shaken by another story that is really difficult to comprehend as uh, shots rang out in Kansas City today during the celebration parade for the Chiefs. And that this is a very sobering way to start the day, Tony. Yeah, it's um, we're getting to the point where we're never going to be able to have nice things. Um Kansas City, the city of Kansas City, getting an opportunity uh, with, you know, fortunately for them to, to celebrate, what, their second Super Bowl in a row. So they, they've gone through this before. And to go out and, and on a day that should be a joyous, happy, togetherness type feel, instead it turns into a, a complete horror show with, with one person losing their life. Sounds like anywhere between 10 and 15 people injured. Um, why wouldn't the conversation now, and by no fault of its own, now turn to maybe we shouldn't have these anymore? Um, and that's the really sad part about about all of this. This is, again, supposed to be a, a day of celebration in, in Kansas City. And, you know, at least according to the reports, two people decided um, that wasn't going to be the case. Yeah, you know, the first thing I was going to say, Tony, is these things are becoming so common, you know, that you, you almost feel like you're going to get numb to them. We cannot afford to get numb no. to them. We have to we have to figure out some way, somehow, to turn around our society, to turn around the way we do things. In this country, I mean, I, I don't have the statistics in front of me, and I don't want to speak out of turn. But I believe, as far as the numbers are concerned, we're pretty much the only country that engages in behavior like this. This is not a human being problem. This, to me, is an American problem. And it needs to be settled. It needs to be, uh, you know, taken care of. And we can't get numb to it. And I think you bring up an unbelievable point, Tony. It's going to just be to the point where we're just not going to be able to do anything anymore. I mean, you know, I mean, we're already... We're already have to go through, you know, and, and and I'm going to say happily so. We have to go through 
you know, detect, you know, uh, a search every time we go into a ballpark now, into a, into a theater, into an, an airport, of course, but a bank, anywhere. I mean, you know, how much longer before all our liberty? We're basically going to take all of our liberties away from ourselves. Yeah, yeah, it, it's so. it's ex- an extremely um, sad situation. Uh, it, it sounds like, you know, many different people are going to different hospitals, which is why they don't have exact, you know, information in terms of how many people are injured, how many people may have lost their life. Because, you know, in Kansas City, apparently there's a bunch of different hospitals. So everybody's kind of spread out going to different places. But, man, it's it's just I'm at a loss of words, honestly, for a situation like this. You know, unfortunately, we have all become numb to some of the school shootings. Right. They they happen so often. Um, This crazily, you know, I mean, if if. You know, you don't want these situations to happen either way, but, you know, it hadn't really happened in a situation where there was a parade, right? It, we, it, we've become used to the shootings um, in terms of the schools. Um, it seemed like the one public event we could all celebrate together. Right. Uh, but at this point, you'd have to say that's that's going to be that's not going to be the case, at least in the near future, you know, the next the next what parade idea would have, would come what maybe in March Madness or or possibly the NBA championship? You have to think that now that all of that's going to be in question. It, it, you have to really ask yourself: Is it worth it to have that type of event after today? Now time will go by. We'll we'll all we'll all start to feel a little more comfortable. And then maybe right. maybe that changes, but right now, it's hard to it's it's hard to envision as this starts to come out and as more information starts to kind of pour in that people not necessarily saying I feel like this, but people will have every right to feel like it ain't worth it. I mean, you've already got you know security at an all time high just to get into uh, Times Square for New Year's Eve. Uh, I, I know that that's, you know, one place, you know, where, where large, large amounts of people gather in public to kick off the new year. But they've had to put a rope around that and make sure that there's security for that. Uh, I don't know how you do security at a parade, though, Tony, like you're saying. I mean, it's out on the public street. Uh, and, it, you know, in a case like this, it's going to a mile, mile and a half long. This is really a crappy, crappy development. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... yeah. This just is. I, I don't have I don't have answers. I think most people don't have answers. We all want to live our lives and go out there and you know feel free to enjoy ourselves. But uh, for whatever reason, you know, we are making that a lot more difficult on ourselves. Yeah, because that's that's what this comes to. These are other people that are doing the shooting. You know what I'm saying? It's not a people just like not just like us, but people nonetheless. Yeah, that are you know, making it to where other people can't go out and enjoy their lives. Yeah, prayers up to the victims and the families that are associated with the victims in this. And, and listen, there's going to be some unintended, unintended consequences that you and I aren't even thinking about at this present time, whether these parades continue or not. There are going to be some things that we just hadn't thought of that are going to come because of, of this situation 
um, here today. So, you know, where we could have been playing sound bites and and, and some of the highlights from today, you know, at least in the early, because this happened at the end of the parade. So, you know, there was a lot of good times had. I mean, I saw at least one video of Travis Kelsey. What was he doing? He took a <laughs> uh, a headless Jason Kelsey body okay. and kind of just hung his head behind it. So it was Jason's body. <laughs> so he was ha- this is this is in the middle of the parade. So he was having th- there was plenty of good times being had. But those almost completely get washed away because of of how it ended. We're not talking about that particular. I mean, I brought that one up, but I'm sure there were some funny sound bites. I'm sure there were different things said. We won't get to play any of that, at least here today, because we'll be talking about, you know, the horror that ended up um, kind of, you know, concealing this whole parade. Yeah. It's it's very sobering, Tony. I don't have a whole lot to add. I don't know yeah, if Matt, yeah. you want to chime in on any comments or thoughts. I mean, it's just you know, I, I want to come on here every day and have fun and talk about sports. I mean, this is this is why I signed up for the sports department, not the news department, because I didn't really feel like talking about all you know these kinds of negative things that happen in the world of news. As the uh, Chief Justice of the U.S. famously said many years ago, the news page is where we uh, where we catalog man's failures and the sports page is where we catalog man's uh, achievements hmm. and uh, I've always kind of felt that that's why sports was a place for me I but I mean these can, the, the, the two have collided so often now over the years Tony that you know you can only the, the line has been blurred now between sports and real life yeah oh, definitely no, has. It 100% has I mean oftentimes we say sports is kind of a microcosm of what's going on in life, but they're they're at least for a long time had been kind of like this invisible cloak where it didn't actually penetrate sports, but now yeah. it, 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 the cloak is gone. It, it is it is fully immersed um, in sports, whether that be the confrontations you now see between player and fan, or the most extreme situation in which we're seeing today, where. You know, a person, at least one person has lost their life and, and a bunch of other people have been either critically injured or seriously injured. And so, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely they are de- definitely interwoven in ways that um, I don't think anybody ever imagined when when sports first got a came on the scene. Oh, well, yeah, right. of course. You know what I'm saying? This of was, course. This is a uh, this is a different ball game. I I think. I will live my life like I want to go out and do the parade thing, but I'm also going to have to be vigilant. You have to be watching. You have to be looking around. You just have to know what's around you. Here, here's here's problem. Here's part of the problem with it, right? Is is all those things you just said are definitely true? But when you think about a parade in its in its full essence and and what happens, right? You go there. Let's be real. You're probably having some beverages, some adult beverages. Um, and which and then impairs your ability to kind of be diligent. And so now what's the alternative? You go there, no drinking. You just you got to be have fun. You know, the 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 sober way is the way that you go now. And I, that that's still it's, don't get me wrong. That is still a a a a blessing to get out and still be able to experience that. But you won't be experiencing it the same way, I think, at least in the near future. Well, I, I'm trying to figure out a way to get from talking about this to getting to talk oh, about Oh, I know how we can do it. I, I, I'm good at this stuff. Okay, I'm good sure. at taking a, Give us a serious situation great. and making it ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. But 
The one thing this did was make sure that 49er fans don't have to hear Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey screaming uh, on the top of their lungs about how great they are for the next two hours. So that was a Somebody positive. has entered a new stage. So, I of, haven't entered uh, no stage. Oh, no, no. He's, he's definitely entered a new stage. It was... Uh, what are the stages of grief here? We got yes, denial, yes, acceptance, acceptance. anger. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's got them all. Now. He, he's he's experiencing uh, side effect three or four here. Will you guys tell me tonight before you leave? Don't watch the Super Bowl again tonight. I watched it. You watched oh, it really? Beginning? Yeah, I did. Why? Just because? What are, you, I, what are you getting out of the second watch? I don't know. Who was Greg? The, the Chiefs won, Chris. <laughs> I just have a real big issue with this. It's all good and in, in, in whatever Here he that the Chiefs were going to go for two in overtime. But we have. Are we still talking about we this? Have, no, no. We have no idea if the 49ers are going to go for two. So it's like the Chiefs are this great team who's able to just put everything on the line and go for two. Yeah, but diff- you know what? They didn't go for two. They didn't need to. You guys kicked three. They I'm, scored six. I wear. I. Aware. Oh, Am aware. Saying? I should say. I'm aware. <laughs> I can't even speak. All right. Well, somehow in his twisted way, Scraby has steered the program back on somewhat of a sports course. But hey. Uh, we'll keep you up. We'll keep you up to date on all this stuff going on in Kansas City. There's really nothing new to report at this moment, but we will uh, we'll keep apprised of what's happening in case we find out some more. We'll try to have some fun on the show. As I said, Jaden Ledee, who was the hero, one of the heroes, Last night for the Aztecs is scheduled to be on the show today a little after 3.30. We'll have all of our regular features, and uh, we will talk about that remarkable Aztec comeback when we return. Gwen and Chris underway. Happy you are with us on a Wednesday. Stay safe and be nice to everybody out there as you enjoy 97.3 The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerd. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? Nerd Wallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Aztecs get the win last night in incredible fashion. 40 to 11. That's what the second half numbers were. They held Colorado State to 11 points. Aztecs got the early lead on the dunk. Colorado State proceeded to go on a 14 overrun, and they would pretty much keep that lead going into halftime. Second half, it was uh, pretty much a different story. The, the Aztecs kind of took off from there. So many contributions from really across the board. Obviously, we mentioned Jaden Ledee, who spent most of the first half, Chris, in foul trouble. So he, he got his most of his work came in the second half, and they needed it. Uh, Lamont Butler has his first double double of his career here at San Diego State. Uh, Darian Tremell poured in eleven. Uh, it, it was a it was a good team win. Remember, the Aztecs scored 
only 30 points in the first half. Gave up 44. They helped Colorado State to 11 in the second half. They get the 16-point victory. We'll have Jaden Ladee on um, a little bit later on in this show. But, Chris, um, there was some... Uh, there were some really um, bad feelings going into that, uh, that that going into the the second half as the the Aztecs were down fourteen. There's no doubt, Tony. A uh, couple of things. I mean, if you watch, you know, I saw the first half, and I mean, it wasn't that the Aztecs were playing horrible. I, they weren't playing well, but the one thing that that you could just Colorado State was was on fire. I, they just could not miss. They made five of their first six three-pointers, and uh, Stevens was hitting them from 10 feet behind the line. So the Aztecs just had to try to hold the fort together, and it looked like they were going to pull it off, and then Colorado State went on one last 7-0 run to close the half and led by 14. Now, I don't know how Brian Dutcher was able to take Jaden Ledee out with nine minutes to go in the first half because he had two fouls and not put him back in that game. That, that was, as it turned out, an incredible piece of coaching. But I think just about every other coach in America would have put Ladee back in with his team in real trouble. But he trusted his guys to stay close enough. And, you know, and then Ladee came out in the second half like a man possessed, Tony. They, they kept getting the ball. He scored 12 of the first 14 points in the first minute and a half of the second half. Yeah. Right? He was just unstoppable. And it was wonderful to see that. And I don't know what statistic sticks out the most, Tony. They they outscored, you said 40. It was four, actually 41 to 11. They tacked on a free throw right at the end. So they outscored him by 30. But here's the thing. This stat, to me, is even more amazing. They out-rebounded Colorado State in the second half, 34 to 7. There was 41 balls that were up for grabs on missed shots, and Colorado State only got seven of those. I, I think so. I mean, the Aztecs were just all over the court; they just would not be denied. It was, it was really an amazing thing to see. Uh, the 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 thing that I that I found to be amazing was the 12 percent field goal percentage that yeah. Colorado State 12 percent. They went three of yeah. 25. That's you know, for some teams, that's that's how much they get up get up in threes. It might get a three. That's in the paint. They were three for twenty five. One yeah. eleven, one for eleven from the field. It's not you're not going to win too many ball games when you make four field goals in the second half. Uh, just no. a tremendous. The, the Aztecs were altering shots. They were. You know, Jay Powell, Jay Powell had another yeah. great game. Yes, he did. He had another great game. I don't know what his numbers were, I can but I know you, that he. I can tell you, he's a plus eighteen uh, last night. Yeah. There, that's all you need to know. I mean, he blocked a couple of shots. He altered a couple more. He tipped rebounds to his teammates. You know, everything that you need to help you win a game, that's what Jay Powell did last night. And, and you mentioned Lamont Butler. You don't hold Colorado State to 11 points if somebody isn't guarding Isaiah Stevens. Yeah. This guy's one, one of the, the best primitive. players in the country. Well, guess who shut him down in the second half? That was Lamont Butler. That's a phenomenal job by him. And he got himself he got himself into the rebound. He had ten boards. Yeah. Led yeah. led all of the Aztecs on the boards yesterday. That's that's your guard doing that. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna have to give Jaden Ladee a hard time about that when he's on the show today. <laughs> I mean you how, mentioned, could you, how could you let Lamont Butler out rebound you? You you mentioned Jay Powell. I mean, twenty one minutes. Uh, and you look at the, the the scoring numbers, nothing jumps off the page, right? He he had what, three total points, but he had yeah. seven boards. He had a couple blocks, as Chris mentioned, had an assist. 
Uh, I mean, he just really had a couple assists, actually. He played a, a, a really good ball game. And as I said, he was the highest plus or minus, plus minus, I should say, for the Aztecs just ahead of Jaden Ledee, who was a 17 plus. So, um, it Powell's usually the best plus minus they have. That's why, you know, I think he's a great player. And that's why I think Dutcher knows he's a great player. This was a great win for a lot of reasons, Tony. I think, one, they had to have it to stay in the, the hunt for the regular season championship. They couldn't afford to lose one at home. But I think. You know, this. if you're the Aztecs, you can look at this film and you can say, okay, now we know what kind of basketball we're capable of, and this is what we're going to need to bring yeah. if we want to make another run in March. I mean, this is the kind – I mean, you play like that, you're going to beat anybody. Yeah. No, there's, there's, there's really no doubt. And, and I think the best part is that's against a, a good Colorado State team that yes. had you on the ropes at home. Um, and to play like that is a bounce back. Now, things don't get any easier. New Mexico is going to roll into to town on Friday. It's a blackout game. Um, <laughs> FS1, the game will be on FS1. So, uh, you know, the beat, the beat just keeps going on. You got New Mexico, Utah State, the next two games, the following four, Fresno, San Jose, UNLV, Boise. So, uh it's, uh, yeah, as the I next said, two are really tough, and I'm going to say one thing about New Mexico. They have, and Aztec fans will back me up on this, they have the – New Mexico has the college basketball version of Dylan the Villain on their team, and that's Jalen House. This is a guy that he burned the Aztecs yes, in the first did. game at the pit, and he celebrated every single shot he made. And several of them he even celebrated by running over to the Aztec bench, which probably should have been whistled but wasn't. Nothing um, was whistled I, that game, if I recall. No, not too much was whistled <laughs> in that first meeting. But uh, I was reading uh, somebody, from, one of the Albuquerque writers was talking about Jalen House because he was booed here last night at Nevada. And, and the, the writer in Albuquerque said, well, he's hated in every, every arena that he goes to. So I expect the Aztec fan, and it gets a college kid, so let's try to keep it reasonable. But I do expect the Aztec fans to have a you know, not-so-warm welcome for this guy on Friday night because uh, he's, he's the villain coming in, and it's going to add to some of the fun. He, it sounds like he's got a little bit of his dad in him, Eddie House, who I remember being a thorn in the side uh, on the, some of those Phoenix teams. Against right. the Lakers, uh, so he's he's got a little bit of that in him. Watching that first matchup, that'll be who uh, the Aztecs take on next. That'll be Friday, uh, the Friday matchup here uh, at VS Arena. That'll be a seven p.m. start. Uh, Scrape, you got anything, man? Did you did you get a chance to watch the game last night? I watched. Actually, I was doing the Scrapey show, keeping people up to date, and then I. Stop keeping people up to date because they were <laughs> down by so much. What was what was uh, the Scraby? Um, what's, what's the, what, what was your halftime take on things, Scrape? I didn't have one because I thought people didn't want a halftime take at that point. <laughs> so what was your? Did gripe? you guys? I'm sorry your... to interrupt the at. Sorry to interrupt the Aztec talks, but this is big. Did you? I mean, this is breaking news, Scrape. What? I mean, this is a sounder. Oh, okay. I'm shocked you haven't mentioned this yet. Um, I think I know where he's going with this. Okay. Well, then don't break the sound. <laughs> no, 49ers fired the defensive I knew coordinator. It. Yeah. I knew it. 
How about that? He got his I don't know how old that news is, but I just it's saw it. We hadn't used it yet. We hadn't so, used it yet. I mean, yeah, we hadn't used it he, yet. So uh, I you, to... you got to point the finger at somebody, Chris. Oh, this is okay. Defensive coordinator, I guess, is the guy you got to point it at. I don't know. He Was that the same defensive coordinator who shut them down for three and a half quarters of that Super Bowl? I think I, it was. This seems like a, a rush to judgment to me, Scrabe. Tony and I, I are panicking a little bit. Tony and I are going to talk later about my my dilemma that I'm in because I usually am not a fan of this, of a coach firing a coordinator and kind of scapegoating that person, but... Steve Wilkes, let's let's not let's not just base it off of the Super Bowl alone. Throughout the year, there were many different things that happened. That there was uh, miscommunications. The defense wasn't ready to go. Some of the defensive players said they weren't ready to go, and that is all a reflection of Kyle Shanahan. But at the same time, I thought this was coming. I knew it. I'll read you Mr. Shanahan's statement here from Santa Clara. Okay, thank yeah. you for saying Santa. Clara. Yeah, you're welcome. This morning, I relieved Steve Wilkes of his duties. We're going to end up making a change here at defensive coordinator. Really tough. To, it really says nothing about Steve as a man or as a football coach. I mean, he's exactly what we wanted as a man. He's a great football coach, but just where, just where we're going, and where we're at 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 with the team with our team from a scheme standpoint and things like that. Looking through it all throughout the year to these last few days, I feel felt pretty strongly that this was a decision that was best for our organization. So, sounds like they didn't jive well on the scheme part of it. That's a big he, deal. He, tried, he made it a point not to attack the Steve Wilkes, the man. He even said he's a great football coach. But for his team, the that, scheme doesn't seem to fit. That's how I read it. Which that. makes sense. But that right there is the sign of a good leader. Oh, is it? The guy didn't, oh, please. The guy didn't oh, say please. You Everything know he I, said was just... Everything he said was a bunch of malarkey, and you know Here, This is what I liked about what he said. He didn't say anything about we're going in a different direction. We thank Steve for the great things that he's done for our organization, and now he's going to go off into he the He left sunset. that part out. No, he said well, he's he a said, good man. He said the BS of the fact that he's a great coach. He, he could you, be. I mean, what kind of but leader is getting him. rid he of a great be. coach? He could be a great coach, but just doesn't have the same mindset as uh, here's, the, the, here's the, thing that the rest is, of the coaching Here's staff. the thing that it, it's kind of mind-boggling a little bit. Um, his, the, the, his defensive coordinator helped him get to a Super Bowl this year. So is he firing the defensive coordinator with the hopes that the next defensive court, coordinator is going to do the same exact thing but get him – to like a Super Bowl? I think what he wants more of is he wants less of a like a mindset of zone. That's what got them in trouble all year long was zone. Well, listen, you, you, your 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 personnel is a big deal, and this is sometimes you be careful what you wish for. That right. that zone defense that sometimes gave up some big plays was good enough to get them to the Super Bowl and hold Patrick Mahomes at three points and a half. I'm having a. Where was the adjustments after halftime on the defensive side? I mean, you can make the argument that the adjustments were less. They were less about adjustments. It wasn't as though Patrick Mahomes was picking them apart. He had to get some tough third downs. Yeah, he had to run for a couple third uh, first downs. I mean, I don't know that the def- the defense really played horribly. Now maybe the the second the last play of the game we might have been one of the few plays where they just got out schemed. The flat was the, open. The, the flat, the flat, was, flat open. was open. <laughs> the 
the flag is open. So, the first Super Bowl that we all experienced together, it's how did this happen? And now it's the, the flat is, is open. open. That's what I screamed when the play happened. I wish you would have recorded that the way you recorded out of this happened. Oh, man. That would have been a great sound. Uh, all right, let's get to break. Uh, when we come back, we've been calling it sports court. But it's probably a lot more like life court. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sports court, life court, however you see it. Coming up next, we're Gwen and Chris. All right, welcome back to Gwen and Chris. 2.39 is the time. And uh, we're going to get into sports court. We're going to try to solve some of uh, your problems out there. You know, we've become pretty good at doing that, Tony. But... Trying to solve all the world's problems seems a little beyond our grasp and everybody's grasp. If you're just tuning in, uh, the lead story today, a shooting at the uh, Super Bowl celebration parade in Kansas City. One person dead, 10 to 15 injured, and uh, I also saw that uh, three are critically injured. Any good news, they do have two suspects in custody and, um, you know, we'll just try to keep you up to date on this. Like I said, it's a sports talk show. We don't really want to spend the entire show on this today. No. But uh, it is a very sobering reminder of just where things seem to stand out there. Chris, I do, I do want to say this because I, I saw a video. Yeah. Um, man, obviously, shout out to the first responders, the, the police officers and the fire department, medics, to everybody that got there. But... I'd say even more importantly, the the two or three fans I saw tackle one of the shooters that was running, um, to have the courage in that moment, in that time, to think about someone other than yourself, because this guy was running, uh, well, looked to be a guy in a in a looked like a white beanie, was running. Um, the alleged suspect was running, and he was running pretty much scot free. People. The gentleman I looked on the video turned, saw him, tackled him. He kind of rolled over him, and then another guy came over the top, and they kind of were able to uh, to kind of get him under control. And yeah. that's how they caught at least one of the shooters. So uh, it, it, there's always um, somebody who you know has to make a decision in these type of situations, and um, it, it's just nice to know that there are people out there that are willing to risk their own lives to save somebody else. Yeah. There's, you know, unfortunately, Tony, we've talked about this. There's two things that seem to be able to bring an entire community together. And in a lot of ways, the two things collided yeah, today. Yeah. Cause one of them is a celebration of a sports team. I mean, that's something that brings the entire community together. It's one of the most wonderful things about sports. And then the other thing that brings people together is a tragedy or, or some sort of natural disaster and in this case, it's a, it's a horrifying situation. But you know what? There is, as you said, Tony, there's always some heroism that, that you know, steps up and plays out in situations like this. And uh, so that's one, one thing we can... Look, 99% of the people out there want good things to happen. I just don't know what, we, what us 99 can do about the 1% that are trying to mess everything up for everybody yeah man it's sad looking at some of the coverage right now you know we're listening to these tvs with the sound down but there's a mom and her daughter they're being interviewed 
on ESPN yeah. right now, and the poor girl not even talking to the to the mic or on ca- or on camera is just bawling. You can tell she is just scared, you know, beyond yeah. anything she's ever had to deal with. But this is the reality that our kids now have. To, they they live this on a consistent basis, and it, it's really sad. It, it you know gets gets the waterworks working a little bit. Yeah, now they're showing an interview with a kid who has blood on his face, and he looks terrified as well. I mean, these are just high school kids, like, going to a parade, and now their life is forever changed. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, We'll keep you up to date on that. Uh, It is our duty to do so. Uh, I know you didn't tune in for that kind of coverage. You tuned in to talk about the Aztecs' victory last night, and we're going to definitely do that. As mentioned, Jaden Ledee will be on the show about an hour from right now. We'll continue to give uh, Scraby a hard time because obviously the organization from ownership right on down to the ball boy has decided to blame the entire Super Bowl loss okay. on Steve Wilkes. I hate and when they you say that. <laughs> <laughs> and they have fired him. Uh, all right, Scrabe, you want to get into some yes. sports court? Let's, Let's see if we can't uh, sort some things out. Do you have a sports issue, San Diego? Do you need a third party to make a decision? The guys have put on their robes and picked up their gavels. All rise. Here comes the judge. Gwen and Chris Sports Court starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, if you have any things that uh, you want to get checked out by us, we'll we'll try and help you in your life. You can send me a DM at Matt Scraby. But I wanted to start real quick with an update. Uh, last week we talked about the f- the friend who was a Seahawk fan, who is 49er friend. He, the Seahawk fan usually has a big Super Bowl party, and he wasn't going to invite the 49er fan. And I have an update because we've been asking for updates. The 49er fan bowed out themselves. They did not end up even having to ask if they wanted to come to the party because he said, hey, I'm just going to stay home and watch the game all by myself. So there's an so he didn't actually that. have to do anything. He didn't have to do anything. So it was all a bunch all of, of our rank. worst fears. All of our worst fears seldom are realized. Mm-hmm. There you go. Do we have For like um, Gandhi on the show today? Yes, He's just dropping all these these quotes. <laughs> I was trying to think of a better quote guy, but Gandhi was the one that came to mind. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, right. be, I'll be Gandhi today. That's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the first one's about golf, and the second one is about spring training. The third one is about a bachelor party. So let's get into the first one. And it goes like this. I play lots of golf, so I'm a fan of your golf talk. Scraby, why can't you be nicer? Be nice, bro. Bogey golf can be a thing, too. <laughs> That's Not great. Appre- I don't appreciate That's that. That's great. <laughs> I love this. I love it. This disagreement happened between my friend and I. We were playing Mission Bay a few weeks ago, and on one of the holes that was around 75 or so yards, I slam dunked it for a hole in one. I was ecstatic because this was my first. My friend, however, doesn't officially recognize it because it was on a par three course and is only 75 yards. I don't really care what he thinks, but I've said in the past. Oh, wait, let me read this. I got to deliver it differently. I don't really care what he thinks, but I have said in the past a par three hole in one does not count. Now that I've done it, I may have a different opinion. <laughs> Chris, you're up first on this one. Am I a hypocrite if I claim this as my first hole in one? You're absolutely a hypocrite, but by all means, continue being a hypocrite <laughs> exactly. and claim it as a hole in one because that is a hole in one, my friend. Tony? Uh, I don't think it could be said better than my man Chris Ello. 
go ahead. You're gonna be um, you're gonna be that guy, but I think it's worth it in this situation. Be a hypocrite. Scary, you played Mission Bay before. I mean, that's a that's a it takes a good shot. I don't care if it's only seventy five yards, man. That counts. To it me. takes. What do you think? It takes. It takes a. Um, easy shot to, to make a hole in one on it. Because, like, some of those holes, literally 75 yards, green there, tee box here, you just have to hit it. That nice sounds hard to me. I don't know about now, you some, guys. If, if they were to make a hole in one on one of the longer holes, like 160, 170, then yeah. But I do have, I guess, I guess I have different qualifications for holes in one. Didn't really realize How many that. do you have in your career, Zero. <laughs> I have none. Why are we listening to Scraby right now? He doesn't even have one. <laughs> Because I've been golfing my entire life. And haven't hit one. Have you? I don't golf, though. Fair point. No, I'm not <laughs> claiming to have one either. That's why I want to give my man who wrote in some credit. And not only that, this guy who wrote in likes bogey golf. Bogey so I'm going to stick golf. up for him no matter what. Shouldn't have even read it. Shouldn't <laughs> have even read it. Order! Order! All right. Good old bogey golf. Love it. This one comes from yeah. a dad. We are heading out to spring training in a few weeks, and this will be my first time going with my seven-year-old daughter. As a dad, I can't wait until she falls in love with the sport I fell in love with as a kid. Here's the problem. My wife is not a fan of me in one particular aspect of going to spring training. I really like to try and get autographs from the players. <laughs> I think bringing my daughter is a great way to get these autographs. Oh, he's about to My use- wife does not want me using mm. my daughter as an easier <laughs> way to not look like the oversized kid way too eager for autographs. If they ask for her name, like meaning autographing her name, I have no problem with having her name on the ball. It's more about the collectible to me. So, Tony, you're up first. Is it wrong for me to send my daughter up to a player for an autograph? Uh, yes. Because here's why. Players notice. They know when uh, a kid has been brought for the sole purpose of, of softening him up to get an autograph. And it's all good if they don't kind of put it together. But if they put it together, all autographs are going to stop really? immediately. Yes. For everyone. Or they're going to force the young lady to go get her dad and make the dad then ask for the autograph himself. That's what. And then they're going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they'll say no, but that's certainly what my pops would have done, for sure. All right. Uh, so I would just say, hey, man, man up. Go ahead and be that oversized kid. Just try not to, like, brush any other little kids out the way as you try to get yours. Just make sure yeah, you stay in the back. This guy sounds like somebody who's stay knocking in the back. people over. I, I think you're right. Stay in the back. You know, yeah. if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Don't use your daughter, though. She's there. To fall in love with the game. Now, if she enjoys it, I will say that if she enjoys going out, being the autograph, I don't think she has any idea what she's yeah. doing. <laughs> I don't think so either. So, I would say stay away from it. Uh, Chris, what do you have to say? Yeah, this is. A, I, I'm answering this from a position of somebody who owns absolutely zero autographs. I, I don't understand the whole allure of autographs in the first place, and. I don't understand way around and trying to get somebody to sign a piece of paper or even a baseball. I, I, I just, it just doesn't click for me. And I'm sorry, sir. I appreciate you writing in, but yeah, if you're if you're even thinking of using your daughter to try to get autographs, you're you need to you need to get your head squared away because I, I it just doesn't seem I, I just I don't get it. Like I don't get that that whole thing. I walk by the, uh, when we're walking into the, uh, Tony, I know when you're walking into the stadium in the afternoon for the Lexus lot at Petco Park, there's always a handful of people out there waiting, 
with books full of baseball cards waiting for these guys to drive into work. And I mean, it's four hours before the game. I, I give them credit for their stick to I just don't understand <laughs> why they why they care so much. Why they keep sticking to it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, last year, when we were at spring training, someone asked me for an autograph. And I was like, you do know I'm no one, right? <laughs> and they were like, oh, where are the players? And I pointed to them over there. It was, it was someone not from the United States. So I, I think they were just confused as to where to find the players. Um, but I had to turn someone away. So that's how famous I am, guys. I had to turn someone away. All right. Good, Good he says. This last one is a doozy, and I have been waiting to bring it to you guys for the last... I think I've had it for a week now, but here it goes. I'm getting married in May, and I'm going on my bachelor party next month. We're going on a golf trip, and I'm 48 years old, and I'm not really a partier anymore. All my friends have been married for years and years and years. They view this as a vacation away from their families and are going a little too wild with the plans. Specifically, the adult entertainment. I don't want any adult entertainment. Those days are over for me. However, my friends are apparently planning on surprising me with the adult entertainment, even if I don't want it. I don't want this to become awkward, and I've already talked to them, but I guess they weren't listening. Chris, how do you think I should handle this? Uh, suck it up and go watch some adult entertainment. There's no way around this. This is a bachelor party. I had my, my friends tried to and dragged me to that kind of same thing and I, I wasn't really into it either but it's all part of the process it's not you know what loosen up a little bit loosen up uh that, that that's my thought here all right tony what should he do friends, uh, for, friends forcing adult entertainment on him? <laughs> i mean listen I, I think chris is right you go along to get along you know, there's there is a a line that I'm sure your friends know they can't cross. Uh, up until that point, just play along. Hopefully, you got some real friends that don't you know put you in a position where they have to try to cross a line. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think you go along with it. Have some fun. It's not like you're walking into the place yelling lap dance. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um. I'm going to shock you guys. I think this guy tells his friends, if you guys do that, trip's over. Oh, we're we're trip's ending over. it? Yeah, because this oh, is okay. my bachelor party, that, not your bachelor they're, party. They're throwing you your bachelor party, though. But they yeah, also you gotta, have to. you got to give in a little bit. you got to give in a little bit to what they want to do because they're planning they're, the whole they're thing. They're paying for it. It yeah. doesn't. I, I don't want to go then. Because this, honestly, the reason I've been waiting to ask this, because this, this makes my skin crawl. What? It's great. Why, why you know I make... don't like people within six feet of me <laughs> at all times. You know that I'm a psycho about that stuff. And I'm already getting anxiety thinking about this right now. He's not lying either, dude. His whole <laughs> body language has changed since we started talking about this. But I don't know. I'm going to tell this guy I think you should talk to your friends one more time because it sounds like they just want to have a night free from their wives or something. Not in a, not in a terrible way or anything, but you know what I'm saying. Well, this is what bachelor parties are. I mean, and you, it sounds to me like you signed up for a bachelor party. So you're going to get your golf. You're going to have to go with the other stuff as well. I, there's nothing wrong. It's all part of the process. Just loosen up and try to enjoy yourself. And as Tony said, if they start to cross the line, 
that's when you put your foot down. That's all. Um, yes, uh, apparently Ben Higgins really wants to go to this adult entertainment. <laughs> I think, he, I think he, he admitted that on the show a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, but all right. There's no more comments about that. Uh, oh, here's a comment about the autographs from M. McKee 23. We always sent our boys when they were little to get balls from batting practice. Last year, my 11 year old tried to get Snells, but the line was crazy and he was so bummed. So that is, you know, a, a little bit of a downfall to everything. I mean, that's, you know, when the kids are going in there for themselves, that's a different thing. Kids going in there for, for, for dad, it's just, yeah. you know, that, I don't know that it's, a, it's kind of a cheat code, right? Because if it was the dad standing there amongst all these little kids, you know what's going to happen. Player's going to go around him, yeah. get every kid possible. It makes me think of that guy at the All-Star game. Remember when there was a picture of a Padre fan and he was, like, knocking over kids trying oh, to get an autograph? Yes, I do remember that. that, honestly. They're, they're out there, for sure. All right. Daily Gambit coming up next. We didn't make any bets, but I have a couple bets to review that happened over the weekend. So that's up next on 97.3 The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.